Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Tyler Layfield, joined by my co-host and a special guest today. we got Torres Finney and good friend of the show, Jordan Meadows. How's it going, guys? What's up? What's up? <laughs> hey, hey, look, you already know we're bringing Jordan on. Y'all already know what we're getting ready to talk about. We ain't talking about basketball or football. Unless Jordan might, Jordan might know a little something about it. I mean, I mean. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He's an expert. Yeah, expert. There you More go. Enough. Fight expert. There you go. TNT fight expert Jordan Meadows. And let's just get down to the dirty business. And I mean dirty business. Huh. Jake Paul versus Ben Askin. Man, man, man. Look, if you ask me where to start, <laughs> I don't know where to start. Uh-huh. Because this was a whole, the whole thriller card was a bunch of baloney. Like, for the first half of the show, you had one fight mm. and over two hours worth of Concert? musical performances. Yeah. What in the God's green, dude? Mm. It was a four fight fight card. That went on for four hours. Mm. Can't can somebody explain something yeah. to me? Mm. Like, bro. Mm. And I will say one of the highlights I really did enjoy. Uh, um, dang, what's his name? Uh, former UFC fighter. He fought in the car. I can't think of uh, his name. Frank Mir? Frank Mir. He actually didn't do too bad against Cunningham. It was actually a really interesting fight. You know, back before he lost. He lost a lot more rounds. Than, but he, he fought back. You know, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was, I was actually excited to watch some of Frank Beer. But um, overall, we, I mean, look, Ben Askren, oh, boy. And you called it right. Hey, week, you called it right when we were making our predictions. Last week, yeah. I did say, and, and I said it on the show as well, if uh, um, Ben Askren isn't allowed to dirty box against Jay Paul, which when he tried to initiate it early on, the referee stepped in instantly and pulled him back. I said, if he couldn't dirty box, he wasn't winning this fight. And, um, and lo and behold, you saw it. I mean, right when the referee stepped in to stop the dirty boxing, um, it was, okay, Jake Paul's going to pick him apart from distance because we all know Ben. Look, he had all his entire MMA career to learn how to box. And you telling me in the span of a few months, he's going to finally learn how to box now? This man, no. you didn't know how to box? Get ready to fight Jorge Masvidal? You didn't know how to box. Get ready to fight Robbie Lawler. Come, come, uh huh. You right. still ain't gonna know how to box now. Get ready to fight Jake Paul. And a lot of people have been saying, "Oh, well, I think it was a fix." Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it makes me wonder. It does make me slightly wonder. But it makes me wonder because uh, the money he was getting paid is more than mm-hmm. almost his entire UFC career combined. So it makes you wonder. But hey. I was truly disappointed in the performance by Ben Askren, truly disappointed in that entire card. Mm-hmm. And now Jake Paul is going to continue to rise at this figure amongst Badly. people who don't even watch fighting that mm-hmm. thinks like I've actually had to argue with somebody on um, that he can beat Conor McGregor. Like, dude, oh. I, I am I am like oh. this is like this is literally I'm getting mad. You don't know fighting. Like you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain fighting to people who don't watch it. No. So mm-hmm. man, y'all, y'all can take that. I don't have uh, Jordan, issues. you got this. Give me your thoughts. No, dude, I am glad I'm not the only one that feels that way, bro. I'm glad Torres feels that way too. Because <laughs> it's right now, dude, what I am seeing from my naked eye is the Jake Paul show produced by Jake Paul. Uh, directed by Jake Paul, brought to you in part by Jake Paul. It's just, it's, to me, it just feels like it's all fabricated just to make, you know, Jake Paul look good, man. He's fighting against, what, a YouTuber, uh, you know, former NBA player. And then what he was doing in this fight, what he was doing in this fight, he was like, all right, I want to try to stake my claim to legitimacy amongst fighters, right, amongst boxers. Um, And so what he did, he was like, what can I do? What can I do? Can I fight, you know, can I call out Conor McGregor? I'm not going to get that. Can I call out, you know, Dylan Dennis? Probably not going to get that either. 
And so what he did was, I'm going to find someone who I can look super good against. Yeah. But this person, this person happened to be an MMA champion across, you know, a couple of different organizations. However, the kicker is this guy's never been able to strike his bag away out of a pet paper, uh, wet paper bag. Bro. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So this guy, he's the most wrestling centric guy that would have, you know, possibly even entertained this fight. And Jake Paul, his interests in this fight was to say, okay, I'm going to start this guy and then extrapolate that and show the rest of the world. Oh, these MMA guys can't fight me. You know, they're all scared. This is why they're not, you know, answering yeah. my call outs because I'm going to knock them out cold. It's bro. It's just so fabricated, man. It's a sham. It's not a sham and that it was fixed. It's a sham and that it's all just made to look and look super mm-hmm. and make him look super good. It's like if I took some random dude off the street and choked him unconscious, anybody who doesn't understand fighting would be like, oh, my God, this guy is yeah. amazing. I would look like a world class black yeah, for real. But it's all relative, dude. It is all relative to who you're fighting. And this guy's fighting people that he doesn't. Well, he's boxing people. Let me let me say that boxing. he's boxing people that have no business inside of a boxing ring. And it's it's tough, man. It's tough to watch because, like Torres was saying, people that don't understand the game, they're just like, oh man, yeah, Jake Paul's legit. He could probably beat Carter. It's like, no, 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 no. It just we we got to stop it, man. We got to stop this. And, and, and what's gets funnier is this thing sold one point five million pay per views. Who, 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 who bought who? this? If, who? if you're listening, who? If you bought this, shame on you. Yeah. Uh, shame Have on you ever shame heard of crack streams? Shame. Shame on shame. you twice. It's not on you. It's not on your cow. It's not on your whole family. Yeah. You, you do is. not shame have any you. business in the, in the fight like, game. You deserve to take a shower outside because of that. Like, <laughs> you shame. Out like, you, how, who thought, boy, this this thing got more pay per view buys than when Conor McGregor became double champ against uh, Eddie Alvarez. That's awful. Man. How was that possible? Mm. Who watched these shows? Casual. Who watched this? Yeah, yeah, the Who thought the keep up with the hype beasts? Yeah. Who thought Ben Askren and Jake Paul was top selling TV? you know it's they're 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 picking on so many different parts of the culture it's very interesting because like you were saying torres i mean it's a four-hour event with four boxing matches like what (laughs) do we have to we have to take a step back and look at what this is is this like a cultural entertainment event do we have you know what they had what the black keys they had i saw ice cube like they had snoop dogg it's like they have all sorts of cool things going on. I do like the Snoop like, Dogg as the as the announcer yeah. thing. I do like that. That's funny. Like he's just funny, man. Yeah, I like him. Kinda. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I get what I get where you're coming from. I like kinda. it. It can be good. It's but Snoop Dogg. I'm sorry, man. Snoop Dogg's a casual. I'll say it right now. I just love he's Snoop. Casual, man. He's I love Snoop. He <laughs> and then, like, I love Pete Mike. Davidson, but I saw a highlight of Pete Davidson talking. Like, what? Why is Pete Davidson uh, there giving commentary? Like, this doesn't make any sense. I love Pete Davidson, and I love Snoop Dogg, but it's like, oh, bro, God. they they need to be as far away from well, the sport I mean, of boxing. That, that's a testament to, like you said, it's it's a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah. the whole thing. It's a side show. I don't think it's meant to be taken too serious. I mean, when you have guys, like you said, like Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. too. Like, if I'm watching yeah. that, I'm watching it just strictly to, to have a lot. Like, I, honestly, I love listening to him. He uh-huh. cracked me up, man. <laughs> Like they, yeah. somebody used to show me, um, I think, yeah, it was Alex back in the office. He would talk about how Snoop Dogg was, was, uh, featured in the NHL games. And every time that man would talk, <laughs> in, it's just funny listening to him. Yeah. He don't know what he's talking about. And it's just funny. Yeah. And he's high all the time, which is cool. Yeah, but like, my thing is like that we need to decide though. We need to decide. I'm cool with it. If it's not to be taken seriously. Yeah. If, if we can all, if we can all agree that it's a circus, it's a sideshow. Cool. Fine by yeah. me. I don't care. But the thing is, people actually draw serious conclusions from these matchups. People actually draw serious conclusions from Jake Paul fighting Ben Askren. You know what I mean? So it's either we got to choose one, we got to choose the other. I'm not cool with, uh, you know, people think that this is a legit thing. I I think that we should just call it a sideshow for what it is and let it be, let it exist in its own world. Because there's clearly, there's, yeah, there's clearly a spot for it. It's just not in fighting. Us, I guess you could call us. Uh, we're we're the woke ones. We see through it, right? <laughs> like you know, yeah, we see through yeah. it. We see the way we woke ones. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, think it's been yeah. and, and um, yeah. I think yeah. it was Torres awesome. that threw it in the group chat. Like, what was it, you Torres that uh was talking about? You put in the um the video of Ben Askren's like wife, girlfriend hugging him after the fight. Yeah, it, it, like 
like he's freaking Michael Jordan after uh-huh. he won the NBA. This man yeah. is crying. He's crying because he won. Yeah. Like <laughs> looking like LeBron after after one of his championships and, laying on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not see the belt? Did you see the belt? Uh-uh. uh-uh. That I didn't... belt look like you can go get that from Kmart. Oh, I, I didn't see the belt, but I did see the robot. There was a Jake Paul robot that walked out with him, and it like oh, looked God. like him. There was a robot, like the, there was like this, you know, like the NFL things that they'll do. Yeah, like the huge yeah, yeah. Things yeah. They have there was a Jake Paul bot or whatever that walked out with him. So I'm just like, this whole show is to make him look phenomenal. And my thing is, I look, I think that Jake Paul could could have some legitimate potential. He looks like he trains hard. It is what it is. But yeah. the thing is, it was a good knockout, if he too. were to fight, I mean, it, he looks like he could go somewhere. I'm not saying he looks phenomenal because it's all relative. But what I am saying is that if he were to actually join something like Top Rank or something like an actual boxing promotion that isn't built for and manifested on behalf of Jake Paul, I don't think he has the same level of success at all. I don't think he gets anywhere close to that. I think he gets beat up by guys that actually yeah. box. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, shift this, let's shift this over to the other fight that happened this week. And I, w- I want to hear from you guys because I've only been able to catch highlights. I wasn't able to catch the real thing. Um, but but we had the Whitaker versus Gaslam. When Torres and I, we both did a pick on this one too. So, Torres, good news is we're two for two going into today's prediction. So, we'll see we if are. we can carry that over. Um, but, Jordan, I know that you've been very boisterous about, you know, what, you, what you've seen from this fight. Uh, go into detail about this, how well Whitaker fought. Let me start by saying Bobby Knuckles, baby. This guy <laughs> is so legit, man. Robert, dude, he has the greatest nickname, the Reaper. It is what it is, man. He he looked much more stoic coming into this fight than we used to see him. Um, when he fought Israel the first – or well, there's going to be a second time. I'll get to that in a second. But mm-hmm. when he fought Israel originally, um, Israel even made a comment. He was like, yeah, he has to, like, hype himself up. He has to, you know, beat on his chest and all that stuff and yell to get himself hyped up. The first thing I noticed in this fight, in his uh, couple fights previous, he doesn't seem to have to do that anymore. This guy seems much more, I don't know, cognizant. He seems much more in the moment. He seems much more stoic. And his, it seems like he was telling the truth when his mentality was giving him issues. You know, his mental health wasn't where it needed to be when he was the champion. And now it just seems ever since he lost to Israel, he's beaten Darren Till over five rounds. He's beaten Jared Cannonier over five rounds. And then he just put on a master class over Robert or uh, Kelvin Gaston. It's just his his pop on his punches, the timing, his speed, his smoothness, and to his wrestling transitions. Bro, Torres, is it just me or can this guy wrestle wrestle? Yes. Robert Whitaker, man. This, yeah. Uh, the Australian wrestling team that he got selected 100%. for world. 100 percent man. Yeah. Against the guy who can also wrestle wrestle in Kelvin Gastelum. I mean, he was getting takedown on takedown after this guy, man. And it's just the fact that he has now implemented that in his game. I'm not saying that he couldn't do it before, mm-hmm. but we never really saw him do that too much. I mean, he took uh, Cannoneer down too, I think, Till down a couple times. But taking Kelvin Gastelum down the way he did from the double underhooks from the body lock, oh, my God, he hit the same takedown like two or three times. And it was just seamless. It just Kelvin Gastelum had nothing for him in that regard in, in the takedown defense. And pair that with just the smoothness of that head kick he landed twice, how he goes for the, uh, the one-two head kick right behind it. He, yeah, the uh, head kick was nasty. In the first round. Oh, dude, it's just everything was just landing. He couldn't miss. I feel like he was, you know, Max Holloway, Calvin Cater. He was just on a different wavelength. Okay. And like I said with Jake Paul and Ben Askren, it is all relative. The fact that he was able to do that against Kelvin Gastelum and pitched a shutout, we saw how hard. I know you can't always fall on MMA math, but look at Israel versus Kelvin. Israel had to beat Kelvin in a fight of the year. In 2019 or 20, whatever it happened, it was fight of the year that year. Whitaker made it look easy. Whitaker just pitched a shutout through 50 45, whereas Israel took him all five and fight of the year. You can't always fall in MMA math, like I was saying, but that just goes to show how formidable of a foe uh, Kelvin Gastelum is, and Whitaker just made it look easy. Okay. Well, I mean, I I like that. I mean, look, everything you said, Jordan, is on point about Robert Whitaker. I'm not going to lie to you because right now, Robert Whitaker looks phenomenal i mean and this is what really gets me i mean you got marvin meditori talking about mm-hmm. he deserves the next title shot and rightfully so i mean he's making a case he's won five straight in a row um mm-hmm. he's on a five fight winning streak but i look at what robert Whitaker has done how many people can say they've beaten a guy like darren teal or jared cannonier or kevin gaslin back to back to back 
You beaten two. You've been three straight top top eight guys in the middleweights. The only top guy that Marvin Vettori has fought was um, the guy he uh, not not Holland. The guy before Holland was Hermanson. Uh, Hermanson. Hermanson. I liked him. You know, hey. Besides Hermanson. Hey. Hey, <laughs> joking. Besides Hermanson. It's in a bolo mill. Bro. <laughs> that's what, that's what <laughs> hey, and that's the thing, though. That's the thing. Whitaker has fought top-ranked guys. Where Vettori, I mean, you might have thought, you might racking up wins, but who are you beating within yeah. these wins? It's very similar to when people used to argue about Charles Oliveira or a little bit of Tony yeah. Ferguson. That was before Tony Ferguson started actually adding big names to it. It's like, oh, yeah, he got these long winning streaks, but who is he fighting? Why does he deserve a title shot? And I think Marvin Vettori should fight Paula Costa. Rawaba Whitaker fights Israel. Because I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I'm right here standing right here saying, I believe Robert Whitaker could beat Israel the second time. I'm standing by that one, and when they fight, I am picking Robert. Robert reminds Ooh. me a lot when, if anybody ever remember when Stipe got knocked out by Stephen Struis, and um, Stipe just was different. You know how he used to walk out there, and it's like, man, this man look like he just doesn't care. He's calm. He's like, and Stipe would go out there and do what he do, and win. I got that vibe from Robert Whitaker. Like, man, it don't matter who I fight. He might hit me. He might smack me. But I'm gonna keep coming and I'm gonna keep fighting. Like, who accepts your Romero twice? Who not once, but twice? <laughs> ten <laughs> rounds. Like ten rounds. So yes, it's gonna take some out of you. And then your next fight against Izzy, yeah, it's gonna take something out of you. But that's why I truly believe right now. Robert Whitaker is without a doubt one of the greatest fighters in the world. He should be really in the ranking for pound for pound, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he could beat Israel the second time. He looked really good against Gaslam. And I'm excited to see, man. I mean, that middleweight division is a big-time division right now. Izzy, you know, just after losing to uh, um, Blahovich and yeah. coming down from, like, heavyweight, it's a, it's a big-time thing, man. And I'm excited to see what happens, bro. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think – I mean, honestly – if we're, if we're talking about, I mean, who, who else is in contention, I guess, to fight for that championship next? I mean, you said Vittori, you've said, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you said Whitaker. I mean, is there anybody else that really has AKs? No, Nobody else has a case, man. Close. Like, so Paula Costa doesn't Brunson. have a case because he just yeah. lost to Yeah. Him. Nobody else has a yeah. case. So, yeah. Paula, so, you know, yeah. Paula Paula go with the case. Who? Brunson and Vittori are the only two guys that are getting even close, and right. they should, I think they should fight each other. I like. Matori I disagree with that one big time. You don't, you don't like that fight? What makes you not like that fight? Because if Whitaker fights Vettori, and let's say if he does. No, 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 no. I'm saying, no, I'm saying Brunson and Vettori. Brunson and Vettori. Oh, oh, Yeah, Brunson. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Whitaker, oh, Whitaker, I, give I that, that the one. title shot. Yeah. yeah. Give Whitaker the title shot. He, he, no I way think, you I think it's, yeah, yeah, it should be without a doubt. It should be him after what mm-hmm. he's done. Like, yeah. you guys have made a good case. The three fights he's put up. You so know, who fights Paulo Costa? Till. Put Darren Till with Paulo Costa. You may as well. Or Cannoneer. Cannoneer versus Cannoneer. Costa. That, that wouldn't like be bad. That, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah. That wouldn't be you bad. Could, I think in this in this division with guys – so, let's to be clear, there's Adesanya, there's Whitaker, and then there's the rest of everybody. You know, they're yeah. either coming off losses or they're coming <laughs> off some wins but aren't quite close enough to the title shot yet. Um, Kevin Holland is, is coming back. He's got some work to do on the wrestling game. He'll I'm sure he'll work his way back up. You can say that. Um, but the thing is, man, you could play, yeah, yeah. You could play musical chairs with these guys, pretty much, man. And you give anybody the chance to rack up a couple more wins, and they're fighting the the winner of Anastasia and Whitaker in, in an exciting coming up fight. Yeah, that, I mean, but I, right I, now, I, dude, yeah, it's just a super stacked division. You got a couple people coming off some some losses, like Till, uh, and then also Costa, but also you, you know, guys like Vittori and Brunson. Let me, buddy. So close. you don't see anybody from another division possibly maybe trying to either you know go down or up to maybe face. I, I hope not. I hope not. I just, you I can't really never rule that out, though, right? Because, I mean, that was – But yeah. Usman will never go up to fight Adesanya. He's already said that. And then it's not too often that you see guys coming from 205 to 185. You okay. see more 185ers going up to 205ers, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, like Luke Rockall tried to do it. Chris Weidman tried to do it. Uh, Adesanya tried to do it. Um, but, yeah, as of right now, dude, I think there is a wealth of, you know, uh, people that could challenge for the title with another couple of wins. But it's Whitaker Adesanya all day, baby. Two of my favorite guys in the world. 
It's gonna be really hard for me to watch. Yeah, that 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 one we're gonna have to definitely get you on the show. If we, I mean, out of all the fights, I feel like that would be a really good one to just get in. And you're gonna have to hook me up to an EKG. You're gonna have to watch the the entire time because I might mess around and pass away during that fight, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree with you guys. I think, I think Whitaker could push him. I mean, Adesanya, after what we seen that last fight. You got to put in some work. You you better start putting in some work on that that ground game because mm-hmm. I mean, like y'all are saying, if dude is taking Gaslam to the ground, if he's dominating Gaslam, and we just saw what Blahovich just did to Adesanya, I mean, I'm just saying, I it I wouldn't say I'd be scared, but he needs to definitely you know work on it because the stand up is Whitaker there. Can close the distance. If Whitaker can close the distance, yeah. We're looking at an entirely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just—that's gonna be a tough one to pick, bro. I'm interested to see, mm-hmm. like, it—you know—if and when this one gets put out, like, what the odds will be, what Vegas is gonna put this one at, because that—that should be a really good one, man. It really, especially, should be. yeah, since people, since the air of invincibility is kind of gone without Asanya, you know, yeah. I don't think that that—I don't think that that loss tells a ton about his future or anything like that. Um, the loss being to Jan, I think that he can rebound from that, he you can. know, and, and run the table still at, at 185, but. We're going to have to see how he comes back from that, for sure. That, that, and we're going to have to see more so how people treat him after that fight, you know, after that loss. Are people going to respect him the same way that they did before, you know, like his power and, and coming in on him like that? If Whitaker can close the distance, that'll be a different fight. But that's also a big if, right? Because if he gets caught coming in like he did in the first fight, I'm sure he'll learn from that. But it's still, it's still going to be a great, great fight. Yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. Well, we, we've talked about these two, you know, warm-ups. I think, I think we're good and warmed up. We got the juices flowing. We got the blood going through our veins, right? We're, we're hyped. So let, let's get into the, uh, this weekend's main card. We'll kick it off uh, with Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute here. And I'll, I'll let Torres yeah. start, you know. Uh, Anthony Smith coming at plus 160. Crute coming in as the favorite at minus 200. Who do you got here, Torres? And as he rightfully should, give me Jimmy Crute. Let me tell you why. Anthony Smith is right now out of his last four fights is one and three. Yeah. Um, everybody wants to attest back to how he fought against John Jones. Yes, I know. Split decision, barely beat John Jones, barely beat him. Da da da. Yeah, I'm 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 starting to lean to the side where John Jones uh got bored of the competition and didn't rise up to the he rise up to the level of his competition instead of the level of his training because I do believe those some of those guys shouldn't have even been in the cage with him. Rightfully so, but he's the champion. You got to fight whoever comes forward. But besides that, Anthony Smith, in that regards, he beat Alexander uh, Gustafsson. He beat him. After that, he lost to uh, Alexander Rocket, I, I believe. And he lost another fight after that to Glover Teixeira. Yeah. So he, 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 he's been struggling here and there. He's been getting beat up here and there. Um, yeah, I don't want to well. say he's on his way out. He probably need another two or three more losses for that to happen. But, uh, this is Jimmy Crew. Um, now, if, if Smith can get him to the ground and work his thing, now I, this, this could be a different type of fight. Yeah. But uh, Jimmy Crew, out of his last four wins, I believe he has two of them by uh, Kimura. So he's a submission special, and he's a black belt of uh, jiu-jitsu. So I, I'm giving give me Jimmy Crew. Give me Jimmy. Dang, dang. All right, Jordan. Yeah, man, I'm on. I'm on that Jimmy Crute train as well, man. I um, I like Anthony. I like Anthony Smith. I think he's very talented, obviously, you know. But th- I never want to say, you know, anything disappoints me in a fight or anything like that, because you know who 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 the hell am I to say? You know what I mean? But when I what I see in Anthony Smith is that when he gets in these big time fights, he or not even big time fights necessarily. When I saw it against Rockets, I saw it against um, John Jones. Even um, he just kind of accepts bad positions. Torres, have you kind of seen that yourself? Like he just uh, doesn't really, he doesn't fight he don't much. Fight back. Yeah, he doesn't fight with any urgency to move. He's just a little lackadaisical. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's because he's got so many fights, if that's always been the way he's fought and just, you know, it's worked sometimes and not worked in others. But when I see him getting bad spots, I don't, I rarely see him come back because he was doing great against Glover. He was running the table in the first couple of rounds. But yeah. then he just started getting smashed, dude. He yeah. got worked over. And Glover's no punk. He's fighting for the title. Super excited about that. But it's just you gotta you gotta see something like that, and and the guy that you're picking, you gotta see that will to come back from adversity. And I just I just unfortunately I do not see that that much with Anthony Smith. Um, but you know I like I like Jimmy Crute, man. Like like uh, like Torres like Torres was saying, um, he's got such a ground game, man. That Kamora that he got, um, gosh, uh, a couple of fights ago he won with uh, Kamora. He knocked out, uh, uh, gosh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Bukowskis. 
Uh, he knocked him out super clean in his last time out. Yeah. So this guy's looking uber impressive. Um, unfortunately, I haven't seen a ton from Anthony Smith that would make me think he could hold this guy off. Um, he did just beat Devin Clark. He looked good. It looked like he had a fire lit under him. But, man, I think Jimmy Crute's got that same fire, if not even a little more, simply because, you know, he's still an up-and-coming guy. I think he just lost for his first time two fights ago. I think I, I think this guy's the winner. I'm surprised he's the favorite. But at the same time, give me that favorite money, baby. I'm picking Jimmy Crute for sure. Yeah, for real. Um, and, and I'm going to run this one out there, too. I I like Jimmy Crute as well. I, I didn't really know much about him coming into this one. I'm not going to lie. I haven't really um, – I don't think I've seen this guy fight too often. So I was looking up, you know, just, just some film of him. And um, I watched him. I think it was in the Contender Series. You know, probably goes back farther than – you know, it's not as relevant, I guess, now. But in the video that I saw – um, y'all talk about ground game, but man, the dude had pretty good stand up from what I saw. Like, oh, he, yeah. was just, he was oh, just yeah. wailing on homeboy, like yeah. he was letting it go, bro. <laughs> and he was taking him, he was eating him too, man. So, mm-hmm. I mean, y'all are only making me feel better about this when you're talking about how good he is on, on the ground, you know. Uh, that because that was like my kind of worry, I guess, if anything. But I mean, you look at it, I guess the only um, only disadvantage here, I guess you could say, is that the measure the measurables, you know, he's two inches shorter um you know roughly you know four inches you know less on his reach so I mean that that's only all he has really going against him at the moment I mean he does have age on his side I guess and the last time I seen Smith um I'm kind of worried well I don't know not the last time but the time that sticks in my head I think it was in the Glover you know if I it was just it it looked rough man it looked real rough Mm -hmm. um he's starting to look like he doesn't have as much of a chin you know anymore and I feel like that's going to come into play a bit. I, I could see – I don't know how this is going to end, but I could see this with the power and the pop that I saw in the in the video I watched. Um, this, this could be a knockout, I think. So, um, I'm, I'm going to roll – I'm going to roll with uh, with Crute right here and call it a day. So, we had a clean sweep on on that one. So, the next fight is going to be uh, Chris Weidman and Uriah Hall. Jordan, kick us off. Man, uh, this one ought to be good. I was I was looking at their uh, most recent fights. I don't think either of them have looked like absolute world beaters lately. Um, you know, Uriah Hall did look really good against an aging, 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 aging Anderson Silva. Don't get me wrong. Anderson still, yeah. He's still wonderful. You know what I mean? He's still wonderful. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he's still great. You know, he's still the Matrix. He's still the guy. But yeah, he's he's a shell of his former self, unfortunately. It's so sad to and see. And y'all see Anderson still about to get ready to do a boxing fight? Ugh. Ugh. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> love Everybody it. In the mama. I don't love it. I, I actually hate it. It's terrible. It makes my heart hurt. But, yeah, if you would have told me that Anderson was going to leave the UFC by being released when I was watching him in his prime, I would I would have called you crazy. But we live in crazy times, and here we go. But, but yeah, no. Um, so Uriah Hall looked good against Anderson. But, you know, I wonder what's that, what that's saying anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, so, in, you know, in, uh, Wyman has struggled a lot lately. I think he was on, what, like a three-fight skid um, before he just rebounded uh, to get a, a grueling win. But it was still pretty hard fought, so he didn't look amazing there. Um, but what I noticed about these guys, what was interesting is, for the most part, we've only seen them once a year for the past three years. That's a pretty interesting stat to me. Yeah, yeah. I think Uriah Hall might have fought twice in 2017 and then 2018, 2019, 2020, just once a piece, and then Weidman, something very similar. But that just shows to me, man, that one, they've had a lot of time to kind of, you know, work on what's going on, you know, kind of work on their game, round everything out. They're both great fighters. It's just neither one of them is looking like, you know, a world beater. Neither one of them is in headlines. Neither one of them is like, oh, this is the guy to watch right now, like they used to be. Yeah. And so it's interesting, man. I'm wondering which one of these, I don't want to say aging, but one of these aging vets, you it know, is, I mean? I'm interested to see which one of these aging vets kind of gets it back together and can potentially make another run of the title. Um, with that being said, uh, I, their, their odds are at, it, go, it, they're at, both of them are at minus 115. So it's, it's even. That doesn't surprise me at all. I think yeah. Weidman's going to have to close the distance, but we saw with Uriah Hall that he could easily, you know, crack somebody that's trying to close the distance. He's a very explosive striker. It's just, I wonder, he's got to know that Weidman's going to try to take him down. He's got to know that everybody that's fought him is probably going to try to take him down, aside from Anderson, Costa, those guys. So I'm thinking he'll probably have worked on the wrestling, but with Weidman, trying to get back to a good center line, trying to get back to some equilibrium and a good baseline to build off of. 
I can't help but think that he's been working on the, on the wrestling game too. So I'm thinking I'm going to take Weidman. I'm going to take Weidman in this one. It, it, after lots of deliberation, I think, I think it's going to be him. All right. Well, I love it. Well, <laughs> Weidman, uh, anybody remember, but Weidman in 2010 for Ring of Combat beat Uriah Hall by knockout in the first round early in his career. That was Uriah Hall's fourth ever pro fight. Wow. Um, so now we're what? 2010, we're 11 years down the road. Jeez. The boys are still going at it. Wildman became a world champion. Uriah Hall, I mean, he didn't become one, but he's been a top contender mm. in the middleweight division for a good minute. Everybody remember remembers his deadly spinning back kick. Everybody remembers um, he, he's had some wild knockout. I mean, he's a good fighter. I think he's mm. on a two-fight win streak right now. So, um, you know, his last loss coming to Paula Costa, and we all know about Chris Wadman's chin lately. Uh, uh, he's been getting knocked out by any and everybody. I mean, if you <laughs> touch it, it's going to sleep. And uh, <laughs> I don't like those. Think that's what happens. And I think that's what happens. That's right. Mm. I think that's what happens. I think Uriah Hall touches that chin, and he puts him to sleep. He puts Wadman to sleep. I think we could be looking at one of the last ever fights with Chris Wadman. And mm -hmm. I, I'm standing by that. See, it's funny to me because Chris Wattman said this is his comeback. He's coming back. He truly, he said he has the recipe to beat Israel. You know, we saw what Young did, but he said he can beat Israel too. I don't see it. If if Wattman can, if Wattman can beat Israel, call me crazy and call me foolish. Because I, look, I don't see it. He could beat him on his worst day. I just don't see it. But uh, I think this is the around the time the Wattman the Wattman train is. He gets knocked out by Uriah Hall. I think I think the first or second round. I don't think it's gonna be long. I, I do not think it's gonna be long. And uh Uriah Hall knocks him out. He might try one more. If not, this is the last, this could be one of the last fights we see of Chris Wattman. So yeah. give me Uriah Hall. All right, all right. So we're tied yeah, one and one. So I'll be it looks like I'm gonna break it here. Um so yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the two old heads going at it, right? Jordan kind of, uh, you know, mentioned that one. We got the All American versus Primetime. I like the nicknames here, so that that's pretty mm -hmm. fun to look at. Um, but no, um, you guys are right. You, I, I did kind of notice that Jordan, the trend you were talking about, where you know they were taking a good bit of time between each fight. It was looking like so um, mm -hmm. interesting that you know you caught that one as well. But going into this fight, these are. Some guys I feel like you guys have really grown up idolizing. You know, fortunately, I haven't been around the game, you know, quite that long to, um, you know, to really watch these guys, you know, flourish and everything in the UFC. But I have heard both of these names quite a bit, um, you know, specifically from Jordan's mouth, you know, growing up, you know, with him in high school and everything. He would talk about, I would hear Uriah Hall and Chris Wyman. Um, but I think I'm going to break the tie here, or I'm definitely going to break the tie here, but I'm going to team up with my boy Torres. Torres, we're going to go guest. We're going to go host versus guest, man. Host versus guest. I'm going to ride it with him. I like what he said about, um, you know, Wyman just doesn't have much of a chin left. I think Uriah can, can definitely, you know, give him a lick. And in this one, and let's just say we're gonna play a little bit of a, a revenge narrative here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he gets revenge mm -hmm. on him from that from that loss all those many years ago. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, two for Uriah Hall here, one for Chris Wyman. So, uh, before we get into these last three fights, these championship fights, let's take a quick break. All right, and we're back, and we are covering those three title fights. So to begin things off, we got Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. So uh, wh whose turn is it right here? I'm, I'm losing count. Whose turn? Who, who wants to take this one? I'll take this one. I'll, I'll start it off. Go ahead. So, all right, where, where, where do I start off on this one, to be honest? Because this is a really interesting fight in a lot of different ways. But here's why, and I made this case um, earlier today to one of my coaches. I said, I think Jessica Andrade was a lucky champion. And some people might say, well, why do you say that? Um, when she fought Rose the first time, Rose was piecing her up. Now, obviously, it's a fight. Obviously, anything happened. That one lucky punch can happen. That, that one lucky slam which what happened can happen and make you world champion. I mean, I can't take that away from her. I can't. She, she slammed, slamming wrestling is all a part of it. 
But not once did I think ever she was a better fighter than Rose. And there's a lot of different cases where a lot of guys who isn't a better fighter and they still win. Um, Jessica Andrade just was in a perfect situation and she slammed Rose on her neck and it knocked her unconscious. It happens. Um, but I don't think she, but then you saw her fight Rose again. You saw the same way Lee, like destroyed her in the first round. Um, man, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Valentina is gonna piece her up, I believe. I think Valentina is gonna really put it on um, Jessica Andrade. Jessica has power. She she lost the Rose lat the second time she lost the Rose uh, by split decision. It was a closer fight. Her striking did look much better. But Valentina from distance, man, is just a different animal. That lady, that lady, you talking about pure, pound for pound, pure all around striker in the UFC, all around fighter. Valentina is top five without question. I can make a case. Now, yes, Amanda's more dominant right now and everything, but in just pure skill and technique and talent. I could pick Valentina above her in, in many cases. Uh, but Valentina is a beast, man. And I don't see anything. To me, this is my lock of the night. I'm clicking it, bang, bang. Valentina Shevchenko is beating Jessica Andrade. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't see any other way. She can slam Valentina, but Valentina jujitsu on her back on top. I mean, it's just as good, man. So I don't, I don't see it. I don't see no way Jessica can another lucky slam, another lucky one pit punch can probably do it. But we know the chin of Valentina. We just know the pedigree of she don't get caught in those situations. She's so smart of a fighter. I don't see her losing this, man. Don't see it. All right, Jordan. Yeah, no, man. I totally agree with you, man. I think, you know, in, in terms of Valentina's toughness, I mean, we saw her fight at, at 135 against Amanda Nunez twice. Like, if anybody was going to put her out, it was going to be Amanda, I think. Um, but, you know, like, I, I feel the same way. So, I think in terms of talking about who's the better fighter, I think, obviously, Valentina Shevchenko, pound for pound, technique for technique, speed for speed, whatever. You know what I mean? She's definitely one of the best in the world right now to ever do it, bar none, right? Across the board, she just checks all the boxes and just makes it look easy out there. She's one of those champions that is just so dominant that you're just like, who – is possibly going to beat this chick or even come close. She's that, yeah. And I think that out of all the people she's fought recently, you know, barring Amanda Nunes, because that's been a little while now, um, I think that uh, Jessica Andrade is probably one of the most well-rounded, to be honest with you. She's got good submissions. She's got grappling. She can, you know, throw people on their head if she has to. She can KO people. She's, speaking of, you know, uh, one of a few, she's, uh, she's one of those chicks that, she's one of the few chicks that has one punch, legitimate one punch KO power. But you know who another one of those is, is Valentina, right? I mean, she can head kick people into oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in terms of in terms of power, you can go tit for tat on that if you want to. Um, and then in terms of technique, I mean, Valentina gets the nod all day in terms of speed, in terms of cardio. It's just, I think what we could be looking at here is Valentina, she's probably going to mop the floor with her. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But the, the, the risk that is associated with uh, fighting Jessica Andrade, as we found with Rose, like Torres was saying, uh, Rose was piecing her up. That's As you were saying that, I was completing the sentence in my head. I was like, yeah, she was piecing her up. And as you said it, I was like, it's just so clear that she was just getting the better of her. All the tools are so crisp, so fast, so devastating on the feet. And she got caught with that huge slam. I don't think the a little bit too long, got put on her neck, and it was what it was. But in this case, I think that Valentina is just too smart. I think she's just too good. I think she's just too clean. She's too crisp. She's too fast. All the above, she's just got the she's got the edge over everybody. I could easily see this ending up being a situation in which we have a Demetrius Johnson and a Joseph Benavides, you know, where they could fight as many times as they want. I just think that it's clearly going to be uh, Valentina Shevchenko is better than Jessica Andrade, but it's also very likely that Jessica Andrade is going to be better than just about anybody else in the division. She's well-rounded. She's got power. See what she did to uh, Caitlin Tukagian? She spent she spin her around with a body shot. Like, what? Who does that? You know what I mean? She punched her in the body. She does this gallop across the octagon and puts her away. It's just, I mean, she's insanely terrifying. But, you know, who's not going to be scared of that? Yawana was never scared of that. And uh, Valentina Shevchenko was never going to be scared of that either. Um, and so going off how Yawana was able to beat her, just pick her apart from the outside, just shot for shot, five minutes, you know, five rounds. Um, just all day shut out. I think we're going to see a similar game from Shevchenko, except she does have the capability to take her down. And if she gets taken down, she has the capability to submit her off her back. 
Um, so uh, I'm liking Shevchenko in this one. Um, basically, I don't see her losing this fight in any shape or form. But, you know, crazier things have happened, but um, I'm locking in Shevchenko as well. Yeah, so you two locks so far for Shevchenko. Yeah. Uh, make it three. I, I didn't even like – I was telling the, the guys, I was like, this one was uh, – I don't know. These last three, I didn't have to put a whole whole lot of thought into them, I don't think. I mean, I you know, of course, I did give it some, but it was just kind of – I don't know. These ones kind of came easy to me, and this one was probably the easiest. You know, it was definitely the easiest. Uh, you know, looking at it now, I mean, since I've been watching Shevchenko, she's been a beast. Um, you know, and that's no disrespect to Jessica Andrade, uh, but I just think that she's better, like you guys are saying. You know, it's just it's it's not like a disrespect type deal. It's just you know when you just line them up next to each other, one of them's gonna gonna be better than the other, and I just think that's gonna be Shevchenko here. Um, I don't know how this one's gonna end, but I well. I do know how this one's going. I don't know how what the what the result's going to be, but I know it's going to end with Shevchenko doing her little jig, you know, around yeah. the, <laughs> the ring. So that, that's what I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I love that about her too. I was like, I, she always gets down with that thing, man. So that that one's funny to me. So I, I got her doing that. Uh, that's three locks of the night uh, for Shevchenko there. So we move on to um, our co-main event here. We got uh, Zhang Wei Lee. And Rose Nama Yunus. So Jordan, kick us off. Oof, man, I am so excited about this fight. Ever since we saw uh, Zhang Wei Li get the title, and we saw you know how good Rose looked against uh, Jessica Andrade, the aforementioned Jessica Andrade. Um, I've been so excited about this fight, man. So excited! It's Thug Rose, baby. It's Thug Rose. She's so dude. When she is on, she is one of the most entertaining. Uh, female fighters to watch, dude. So slick. You know how I feel about slick striking, man. You know how I feel about striking master classes. Uh, this chick puts them on, dude. She's especially rangy for the division. She's not the tallest in the world, but she uses her range so well. Um, she just puts those one twos in people's faces, and it just seems like it shouldn't do nearly as much damage as it does. But she just inflicts all sorts of damage on these chicks before they even know what's going on. And she's one of those that's not really flustered. Like, you know, we were talking about Anthony Smith, uh, not typically, you know, perceivably not really having the most success coming back from adversity. I think Rose is a little bit different. I think if you put some adversity in her face, I think the thug mentality comes out. I think she just comes right back. She's like, all right, man, that's cool. You know, you can bring whatever you want to. I'm coming and I'm going to put it back on you. You know what I mean? So I think that Rose is I, I hated to see what happened to her, man, against Andrade the first time. I thought she was going to hold that belt for a long, long, long time. She definitely could have, you know, but I think that that was the one time out of 10 that she loses to Andrade in that way. Um, and now that she's right, you know, she's uh, corrected that wrong, and now she's got a second chance to do it. But Zhang Wei Li is an absolute monster. Dude, she's a machine. When I think of people who are machines, she's literally like a wind-up doll of violence, bro. You start winding that thing up on her back and you send it in a certain direction, she's going to try to destroy whatever is in front of her, whether it's a submission, whether it's, you know, a KO like she did against Andrade. It's, oh, she's super entertaining to watch too, man. She's one of those champions that kind of came out of nowhere, right? And kind of captured everybody's attention, everybody's imagination. It's like, how far can she really go? But I think that she runs into Rose and Rose is just a little too crafty. She's a little too good. I think she's going to take that belt back. Well, I am I'm picking Rose, baby. That's good, man. Uh, That's good. But boy, let me tell you something about this chick named Zhang Wang Lee. <laughs> this girl here, have y'all not seen how she built? She looked like a tank. miniature Hulk. Like that. <laughs> and we talking about chins. We're talking about we talk about women who got a great chin. Man, did you not see the hit she took from your one? <laughs> <laughs> and what a fight that was. Your one and Zane Wei Lee, probably one of the great, probably if mm. not the greatest women fight of all times in MMA history. But man, when you all when you want to sit there and talk about the chin and the way she was able to deliver back and forth, well, that's one thing that Rose did that Zane Wei Lee couldn't. Rose picked a finish on Yoana. Zane mm -hmm. Wei Lee, she hit her, but boy, man, you'll want to keep coming back. And I watched that fight over, and I'm like, man, this fight is crazy. Now, and I want you to also throw in the aspect of this, and this is actually a real thing. Throwing in the aspect of now we're going to have over 19, what, 16,000 fans. We're going to have 16,000 fans mm -hmm. in the stadium. 
I want you to understand that 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 turns things up a little. That fighters fight a little differently when they're in front of fans. Not saying all the fights we've had in the apex would have changed either or with fans or with not fans. But I'm just saying, people rise up a little bit. The screaming, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. the, 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 the level, the level of what it is. And I'm not yeah. gonna lie. You know, Rose making those comments about Wayne Zane Wayne Lee, you know, about the communists uh, in China saying better, better red than dead. And, um, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of, yeah. a whole bunch of stuff going on both yeah. sides politically. And um, Zane Wayne Lee, I mean, she's keeping everything respectful. I'm thinking the crowd's going to be on Zane Wayne Lee's side. And I ain't going to lie to you. I think a lot of that type of stuff is going to help build her up. You give Rose is giving Zane Wayne Lee a motivation giving a bulletin board material and say, okay, you want to talk about me and what I stand for? I'm coming for your neck. It's going to be a great fight back yeah. and forth. This is one of those fights you watch and you're like, thank God it's five rounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not to be good. Because this is not be a sharp, <laughs> This ain't going to be no grappling. This ain't, it ain't going to be yeah. much grappling. This, this will not be much grappling. Well, this is going to be two strikers trying to knock each other's head off. <laughs> and I yeah. But I'm taking Zane Wavely because I think she has an incredible future and then after i mean after so many title defenses right now man who's to say we might eventually get her and valentina we never know so yeah i'm excited man i'm excited i'd be excited for that fight too jeez yeah i mean uh john way lee versus valentina they talked about it like a couple fights ago when neither one of them had like a clear challenger but it was just a little too soon it was a little too soon it is a little too soon if they both come out of this one Mm-hmm. I don't see. I see it happening, and then it gets to yeah. a point that you're gonna be like, after they fight each other, then who fights who? You know, there's nobody yeah. else for Amanda. There's not gonna be anybody else for Valentina, uh, or 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 Zhang Wei Li. So mm-hmm. who who's let's gonna just, fight who? Let's send Wei Li up to 135. Let's let's mess around. No, send yeah, her 145. Can, let me tell you, that's a, <laughs> that's a big one now. Yeah, I don't know about that, but. If she gets out there <laughs> yeah. and can fight Amanda, man, Lord have mercy. She's a little one, though, man. She's little. Oh, dude, they're they're coming with an Adam Wake division at some point, so we might even see something like that on down the road. Who knows? Adam Wake was coming. Like 05? Yeah, I think it's a 105. Yeah, wow. they're thinking about it. At least they, they talked about it in the past. Man, that would be crazy. That would be cool. Yeah, so we get we got it tied one one right now. I'm gonna break that one, and I'm gonna run it back. I'm gonna team up with Torres. Ghost versus yes, We're gonna out on my island over here. I am yeah, chilling. you're on your island, man. <laughs> hey, but hey, hey, Tyler, we gotta get him back. You know, every time he gets to picking, he be always winning. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, he's been on a bit of a hot streak. He's been doing pretty good. I every feel like dude, I feel like I got everything wrong. Man. So <laughs> yes, yes. So um, I mean, Zhang Wei Li, she's coming in as a slight favorite at minus one ninety. Um, you got Nami Yunus. Plus 160 is a slot underdog. So, I mean, uh, Vegas is predicting uh, Whaley here. But um, I, I'm going I'm to roll with her as well. I like Torres said, she's built different, man. Like, she, she is just a beast from what I've seen. Um, I mean, she does, you know, she she does have a little bit, like, like you said, uh, um, on one of the other fights, you know, a little bit of a slight on the measurables, but it's not really much. I mean, Jordan could be right. You know, maybe Nami Yunus tries to pick her apart from – uh, from the range, you know, she does have two inches, uh, Nami Yunus in her favor. So, I mean, that could happen, but it's going to be who, who can who can probably take the most hits and keep delivering. Um, and, I mean, I'm not saying neither one of them hasn't been proven because, I mean, like we said, you know, the track records on both of them are really good. Uh, but I, I feel like I just got to go with, uh, with Zhang Wei Li here. I mean, coming off that, that big fight, you know, Arguably the fight of the year last year. I mean, did, didn't it win technically fight of the year? Do y'all know or have they announced that? They I think it did. Uh, uh, I think it did. Oh, and yeah, that was Dustin Poirier and um, oh, uh, uh, and Hooker. 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 Yeah. I want to say it was her. Yeah, I want to say. It yeah, was her. I, they, think, I think they did. I think they did too. So I mean, coming off that, it's just hard to go against. Um, you know, her on this one. I, I just got to ride this one, man. I. I've been known too many times to take the the young flashy. You know, try to get the underdog. Try to separate myself. Um, this card, it looks like I'm sticking chalk. So I'm, I'm going to go with Zhang Wei Li here. So that will lead us to the final and main event here. We got a rematch, guys. I mean, we, we did this one not that long ago. I remember I was on an island when I picked uh, Masvidal <laughs> to, to pull yeah. off the, the humongous. Well, I thought upset. I picked him too. Did you? 
I don't know, man. I thought so. I, I could have sworn it was just me. I'll have to go back and check that one. I'll go back Maybe. and I, mean, I remember I picked Usman, but I was like, my I, heart wants Mazel all the way. Yeah. Only because of McGregor. I think you might have been probably me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was the only one. I'll check it. I'll go back and check. But I'm pretty sure I was the only one. I know I wanted. I wanted Masvidal to win with all of my heart, but I think yeah. the logic in me, yeah, it came out, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's just the way it rode out. But, I mean, we get it second time, and we get Masvidal coming in here, more time to prepare, more time to train, more time to get ready. And I'm, I'm excited for this one, man. The way, the way the first one went down, you know, if it stayed on the feet, you know, Masvidal had a shot here, but we, we know how that one ended. We know how that one went down. A lot of people upset including myself a little bit, you know, about the way, you know, things happen. But, I mean, you do got to appreciate it, man. You got to appreciate the work that has been put in. So, to kick us off here, Torres, who do you got? Well, 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 man. <laughs> Look where we at. The main event, over 16,000 fans. No better way to start it off at a main event than have Usman versus Masvidal all two. Let me go ahead and put the nail in the coffin. I'm taking Usman. Let me tell you why. Usman, ever since he has gotten with Trevor Whitney, his striking, and I mean his striking, oh my gosh, has looked phenomenal. Now, I've just watched the UFC countdown between Masvidal. I mean, y'all should watch it, the embedded episode for countdown. They're actually really fun every time they do these events. But Masvidal and Usman, Masvidal said Usman is one of the softest punches he ever fought in his career. He said Usman has no power. He said Usman can't hit him at all really that good. And all Usman did was take him down. I'm going to tell you this. One Yes, it was six days notice and what Masvidal was able to do. You go 25 minutes in six days, incredible. You cut from what? He cut from 190, 170 in six days, incredible. Um, but I'm going to tell you, with the way I saw that striking display against Burns, now I'm not saying Burns is just as good a striker as Masvidal, no. But I am going to say this. Usman connects. If Usman hits this man, dude, it's going to go from the softest punches he ever fought to the hardest punches he ever ever face. <laughs> Let me tell you, Usman is starting to utilize his striking. His wrestling is already bar none, the top, if not the greatest in the UFC now that uh, uh, Khabib is going. He might take that place. Of, okay, who can beat this guy? Who is, can take this guy down? Who can stop this guy from taking him down? He is on that level now. So if that's the case, then you can add along his striking. Usman said he is coming to this fight to finish. He said, I've been dominating everybody my entire career. I want to not only dominate, but I want to finish. Usman is not taking this rematch to go another 25 minutes. I'm I guarantee you that this fight will not go to the end. Somebody is being finished. And I'm going with Usman. Usman finished Masvidal in the third round. I'm calling it right here. Ooh. Usman beats Masvidal in the third round finish. It could be submission. I think it's going to be by a TKO knockout ground and pound. Boom. He finishes on the ground. Very similar to the way he did the burns. He finished him in the third round. He's yeah. not this, – this fight wasn't made – to be another 25 minutes. This fight was made to be finished. These guys will finish each other. So, man, you get I mean, me hyped up for this, man. You're, you're getting me hyped <laughs> up for this, bro. All right. <laughs> oh, all right, Jordan. Man, I, I do like the point that you made, Torres, that he's not picking this fight. He didn't, after he beat Burns, he did not call out Jorge Masvidal to go another 25 minutes. He just no. didn't. He wants to put the nail in the coffin, like you were saying, dude. And I, I feel that. I, I totally – I think that makes this much more interesting. I think he was like, you know what? I want the best Masvidal. I don't want six-day Masvidal. I want to – you know, I want the best guy that I can have, and I want to go out there and try to finish him. Um, and, yeah, dude, ever since he's had uh, Trevor Whitman in his corner, we've definitely seen not only a difference in his game, like in his approach, but just his fluidity on the feet. And he actually put Gilbert Burns away. He hasn't really put too many people away. And, I mean, he's always been kind of a decision, a grinder, a grappler that just kind of rides you out. You know, and, um, you know, puts in some work on the ground. But to be fair, so there are two sides of this, right? If I'm not mistaken, Torres, like I was, I was watching the, the countdown and, you know, the embedded, like you are. I love those things, man. Those are so good. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Whitman was in his corner for the original Moscow fight. I think he was over there with him on Fight Island. And so my thing is, we technically, we have seen, there's always like, you know, motivated Conor McGregor. There's uh, full camp. Um, what was it? Sea level King. You know what I mean? There's those. You know, uh, uh, mystical, uh, legendary, 
Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Like legendary, the fighters, yeah. I So we've seen Whitman uh, and Usman. We've seen Trevor Whitman, Kamaru Usman, right? Um, fight uh, Mossby Dolph. So, but the thing is, that was on six days. They weren't going to stand with him in a middle and trade. They weren't just going to risk it all. You know, they weren't going to risk a title. They were going to fight safe. So we haven't really seen, you know, what uh, Kamar Usman can do against Mossby Dolph when he has Trevor Whitman in his corner, such a mastermind sport. With that being the case, we also didn't see full camp. Well, kind of full camp, right? I think it was, what, six weeks, I think, this fight came together. Yeah, I, typically, right. the camps are eight weeks, right? So two weeks. Yeah, remember, they different. signed the contract. They know they're going to be fighting way before they sign the contract. Yeah, and that's fair. And that's fair. But at the same time, I don't think they start, you know, like these actual camps for this particular person officially. Yeah, until they get that agreement. So, let's, you know, for the sake of the argument, let's say that the camp is six months when typically it's about eight. Torres, I know that you know two weeks can make a huge difference. Um, especially the weight cut can make a huge difference in this fight too. He's, you know, Taryn telling Ariel Hawani that he's already on target to make weight uh, without a hitch, Masvidal. Um, so not only did we not see full-fledged pulling the trigger Kamara Usman with, uh, you know, Trevor Whitman pulling the strings, we also didn't see full camp Masvidal, you know, coming in there, street Jesus out here baptizing people. You know what I mean? We didn't get that Masvidal. So, man, oh, man, I am with <laughs> I can't cut quite the promo that Torres can, but man, I am matching that excitement that I have for this fight is so good. And I'm going to slip this in there. I'm going Masvidal because it is what it is. No, he comes really? out and does it, baby. Did you see, they, they replay this all the time. When he was against the cage, dodging every single strike that Usman was throwing. And he was lighting him up in that first round, dude. I think that he gasped right. because he was, he gasped. The, the pressure was there. Do not yeah. get me wrong. Six weeks is a lot different than six days, baby. I promise you. But, I mean, for Usman, it is too. Don't get me wrong. But he was already ready for a fight. He was already yeah. training for yeah. a, the hardest fight of his career against Gilbert Burns. I love Kamara Usman's game. Don't get me wrong. He is oh. extremely, extremely, extremely talented. But, man, Mosby Dahl, he hits a little different than the guys that uh, Usman has fought, man. I'm telling you, and on six weeks with a, pretty much a full camp – I think he can get it done. I think he's got enough defense. I think he's got Bo Nickel that he's been working with Torres. I think he's been working that defense on the ground, baby. I think he does. When's the last time he got finished with strikes? Somebody riddled me that, Tom Sawyer. I don't think it's ever happened. So I just think that this guy's tough. I think this guy's gritty. I think he's crafty. And I think you give him six weeks, he's the guy that could beat Usman. Now, what I'm going to raise my I'm going to raise my oh, hand. Would I be surprised if Usman beats him over five rounds again or maybe even gets a sub? No, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. at all. Yeah. And my gut, don't get me wrong, if I want to go full big brain Jordan, I'd probably pick Usman based on what we saw last time. But I know that this fight's going to be a lot different than last time. And my heart is mixing with my brain a little bit on this one, and I'm, I'm going <laughs> going Masvidal, man. It is right. what it is. All right. I'm going to raise my hand real quick. Yeah, Tori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go I'm going to say, say one thing. And now, yeah. lately – and, and also, one thing to credit Usman on, Usman actually, you know, a lot of people used to say, Usman's a boring fighter, boring fighter. His last few fights, he, he hadn't been boring. Kobe Covington wasn't boring. No, no. wasn't boring. Mm -hmm. Usman can make yeah. a fight exciting. Yeah. That, yeah. With that being said, lately in the UFC, we've been having a lot of rematches. And in a lot of these rematches, the guy that lost the first time, a la Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor, a la Francis Naganu. And Steve A, a la Daniel Cormier and Steve A. The, the new guy, the guy that loses the first time, usually come back the second time, make those adjustments and win. That's another reason why that Peter Young and Sterling thing makes a whole lot of different things. That's a, that's a whole nother conversation. Well, technically, Yon, Yon lost, right? Is that is that kind of what you're saying? So, Yon yeah, didn't lose, but, but he was winning. So yeah, like, Yon lost on technicality. Yeah. yeah. But I feel he you. Was, I feel you. <laughs> he was winning that fight, baby. He was beating him like a dirty rag. It was bad. Yeah, it was well, he was definitely going to win that fight. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to win that fight. Yeah. But, but basically what I'm saying is, I am not going to be shocked if Mastodon does come back, makes those adjustments, Ooh. and finds a way. Because a lot of people kept saying, well, Steve just going to wrestle. Steve and I kept telling mm -hmm. people, I understand that. But that was yeah. three years removed. And I was like, adjustments, baby. Francis is going to be committed his entire camp to wrestling. He's not going to let mm -hmm. I, I kept telling yep. people that. It's going to be that one shot. And boom, that's what happened. And I got a feeling Malaval is going to be like, look, mm -hmm. if I'm in trouble, I'm going to stop that takedown. So, But I just think Usman striking with Whitman. Mm -hmm. Usman is giving me those 
Goldish vibes at 170. He's starting to get that George St. Pierre-ass um, vibe. He could be on the way. He could very so well be on the way. I'm picking him for that reason. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah, yeah. Jordan's making me like double. Like both of y'all – Y'all are making me think <laughs> twice, you know, about my pig, man. Yeah, we just we just gave each other counterpoints to our original pieces. I, know, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, just it's, it's that good of a fight. I it's know, man. With, it, it really yeah, is with the context of the fight, it's gonna be a freaking awesome fight, man. And I, I can't I can't wait for it. Um, and Jordan, you're you're putting it down there, man. You're you're saying that because I remember I picked Masvidal. I wanted him to you know pull it out. He Don't showed you up. Don't be at the end, Tyler. He was look no he 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 came out hot you know that first that was that good. first that match was you know he came good. out hot he was looking good bro like he was looking good that was and his my, only chance that was his only chance yeah and you know he he was dodging like you said he great stand up but then everything changed everything started getting to a grind everything started slowing down Usman you know he took over he's he started you know basically pulling the strings on everything in that fight and that, you know he wasn't letting anything get out of his control um you know and you know was it kind of you know it, it kind of pissed me off a little bit because I was wanting to see not only me win you know I wanted to see my guy win but mm-hmm. um you know I felt like I was you know being deprived of something that could have been awesome I don't know I was really liking what I was seeing and then it just got slowed down to a halt I mean, Torres is talking about trends he talks about like the the guy that loses the first time comes back to win the second time, another trend that we've been highlighting week after week after week is these strikers that come in, they got everything on the stand-up, but then when it comes down to the ground game, it's just not all the way, all the way there. And that's where I'm, I'm not quite sure if I can trust Masvidal there yet. I don't know if I can quite trust him if this thing gets down to just a full, you know, ground game here. I know from the first, from prior, you know, experience here that, that Usman can hold up. And Usman actually, since that fight, you know, we talk about Usman's last fight, he's added to his game, man. That jab is something else. That jab, he's got the gift of gab and the gift of jab. You know, he, he, he can put it on you, baby. And, um, you know, I feel like Laser he's precision. definitely added to his game. Laser precision. I just don't know. I don't know about Masvidal. And, and that's that's really what's holding me back, the unknown. So I've, I've got to go with Usman here. I've got to go with Usman. I'm going to ride it out. Torres and I, looks like Torres, we're, we're going host versus guest another yet another time. Um, and maybe it comes back to Biden. Maybe not. This is going to be a heck of a fight. Um, I do see Usman pulling this one out. The way that I see Masvidal getting this one, I feel like it's going to be – if Masvidal pulls this one out, I don't think it's going to be the five rounds. I think it's going to be a first round ended. Because you gotta you think imagine uh-huh. you gotta think here. Usman has been stunned, bro. He got stunned even in, in the Gilbert fight. You know, he's, he's, and I don't know. He's that's what I'm worried Burns. about, baby. Like that's what I'm worried about. Gilbert Gilbert Ooh. Burns, you know, he had some power on him. I mean, where do you think that ranks with, with Masvidal here? That's true. I'm about to say, who you think got more power in that hands? Burns or Masvidal? Here's so here's the thing. I think Gilbert Burns, he's so comfortable on the ground and with his grappling that he can throw harder on the feet. He can throw. He can take that risk. Yeah. And he can let it all fly on the feet like a Cowboy Cerrone. He lets everything fly on the feet, and it happens to get him a bunch of knockout because he's just so comfortable on the ground. So he could plant and throw a little harder against Usman. Mm-hmm. And maybe Masvidal can. But Masvidal's not scared of the ground. It's just I think that uh, Burns is a lot better at, at popping back up and surviving on the ground. But then again, he did get finished, and Masvidal didn't on the ground. So I think that if you want to talk about pound pound power, I don't know who's got more, man. I think I think Masvidal has more starch KOs, dude. He starches people, That's man. Tough. He baptizes these people, dude. Darren Hill, <laughs> he put that man to sleep. Ben Askren, obviously, that one stands out. And then even before that, I mean, he was looking to split decisions. But, man, he's been around for a minute. He's been putting knuckles to faces for a long time. Man. The man's got for sure. I don't know, pound for pound, I think you got to go with Masvidal and, and more power. That's going to be crazy, right. dude, man. This is going to be a uh, – It's going to be a car, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be Ooh, good. It's going to be a good one. Yes, yes. So anything else you guys want to cover here before we end this one out? Oh man, I mean this is this this car. Somebody not let's make that happen. Say it again. So somebody's got to knock out Jake Paul, please. Let's let's. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Somebody come over and KO this man. Please, please, for the love of God, I'll give you five dollars. 
It's so bad that his mom is on Twitter. It's so bad that Jake Paul mom is on Twitter even trash talking uh, other mm-hmm. MMA athletes. Mm-hmm. Like what the but, fuck? what is yeah. this? But let's let's this? keep it a legit MMA podcast. Let's keep it a legit MMA podcast. I'm sorry, that was my bad. Bobby Knuckles. We love some Bobby Knuckles, and there I'm really go. looking forward to, to this weekend's card, baby. There you go. It ain't gonna go. be no. It ain't gonna. It's gonna be an actual thriller. So we're we're gonna see what happens. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys. Well, it's been heck a heck of a show. This was awesome. Thank you, Jordan, for joining. Great as usual. You know, uh, you know, it always works out well. So, guys, thank you so much for listening in. Continue to like. You know, share, subscribe to all of our, you know, go go ahead and follow us over on Twitter at the TNT Podcast, over on Instagram at TT underscore podcast. Like I said, get our name out there, get our brand out there, share it, do your story, retweet it, share, whatever it is, um, like it, all that good stuff. Uh, we appreciate all the support. And again, you can still continue to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So without further ado, we will see you next time. Boom, boom.